right, so what's good? This is Elton Anderson Jr., a.k.a. Detroit Chopra, and today's episode is honestly the most impromptu episode I have ever done. I'm sweating right now, and I just wasn't even planning on doing an episode. What I was planning to do was finish up my jog, go to the gym, relax by the pool, and, you know, have a really relaxing day. And that was until... Today's guest just stepped into my life or rode up on her scooter into my life, and I just felt the need to get her here on the podcast and have this happen. And, you know, I talk a lot about manifestation, and one of the things I love to say, one of the things that really resonate with me is that someone is manifesting you, and someone is manifesting the best version of you because they need you to be a part of their life in that way. They need you to show up as the best version of yourself. And today, I think today's topic is going to be all about the self-love because self-love is the first step in manifesting who you are. So without further ado, I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Crystal. What's your last name again? Harrell. Harrell. This girl is a Yale graduate? Yeah, a Yale PhD student. A a Yale PhD (laughs) student. This girl has wrote a a best-selling book. This girl is bad. This girl is is just on this beautiful journey of self-discovery and self-definition. And I just can't wait for you guys to meet her. You, you'll know more about her, but I just had to get her on the show, and I had to get her on the show right now. So without further ado, Crystal, what's up? <laughs> Thank you so much, Elton, for that amazing intro. This is like, <laughs> wow. Like, honestly, like you, I was not... I didn't know that this was going to happen. I had no idea. My day was planned. I have it on my, my calendar, on my schedule. This was not on my calendar. We did not wake up. This is the thing. Like, usually I schedule my interviews, mm-hmm. but we did not wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to be interviewing her. And when I talked about manifestation, I was thinking about her yesterday. I was thinking about Crystal, Crystal so much yesterday, That's which crazy. is insane. That is crazy. Insane, because I wanted to start telling stories of uh, people that came from the United States, particularly black people, because a lot of times when you get out here, you're like, you have to separate so much of your black identity that you had. In you said Crystal, a word. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about it. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about. Yes. Because we are so tied to our black identities in the United States. It's filled with so much trauma and oppression mm-hmm. and and hatred, and you have to find the love within yourself just being a black person, let alone a black woman. Can you talk about it? Just oh talk about God. it. Oh, my God. This is, I first of all, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. But, yes, that is so true. That's actually one of the first things that I noticed whenever I moved from the United States. So I was born and raised in southern Alabama in a small, small town called Ozark. Very, very segregated. Um, you know, like there's just like you, like you said, like you grew up with the, this identity. Like I am a black woman. There are certain limitations to what I can and can't do based on these physical characteristics. I came to Bali, and like that was my worldview, right? So I thought like the whole world, like this was a global thing. I come to Bali, and I literally the first thing like the questions that I was asking the locals, like, do you care? Like, is this racism? I was asking all these questions because I wanted to know like what is the truth here? What what identity do I have to take on here in Bali? And the first thing that came out of their mouth was like, no, we don't care. Look at we have skin like you. Like we don't care about that. And it was just like, for you could a, be yourself. Yeah. 
I, I never walked out of that. Like, now I walk out of my villa, I don't think about being a woman. I don't think about being black. I don't think about being placed in government assistance. Like, I don't think about any of that because I realize just how malleable your identity is. And it's crazy because, like, we get so atta- like attached to our identities. And you don't realize that you could literally change your identity and change your world, like, change your life, change the perspective that you have on life. And so being here in Bali has been the most liberating thing because I have mental space to think about the things that are actually important. And it's just like I've had the freedom to create and to invest more in my book and to invest more in my studies. This has been the best semester I've ever had. And <laughs> like as a doctoral student, like you, it's so rigorous, but it's just like I've never, I never worry about my, my grades or my classes and everything just flows. Because I'm not, I, there's no negativity attached to who I am. <laughs> Yo, I, that, that is, that is, because I never thought, I'm, this is my first time talking about black identity, but for yeah. some reason... <laughs> it, it it seemed like fitting for this right now. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been in Bali? I moved here. I got on my flight February 14th, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yo, yeah. and you're, you're an Aquarius, right? Yes, I am. Was it was birthday? a week after my birthday, February 6th. <laughs> yes, this is big Aquarius energy yeah, right Asia's here. Yeah, age of Aquarius. Like <laughs> what is the most Aquarius thing about you, you think? My walking duality. So I know a lot of people kind of give Aquarius like a bad rep because they're like, oh, I can't get to them. I don't understand. But the thing is, like, we just are this, we are this, I don't know, this being of just duality. Like, I love isolation, but I also love socializing. I love maybe partying or something like that. And then I also love reading a book. Like, I'm a nerd, but I'm also like, I can be like super central. Like, it's, there's so many things to me and like being an Aquarius, and you really can't put us in a box. And I think that's why a lot of people just kind of give Aquarius like a bad rap. If you don't know, but if you don't know, Aquarius is my favorite sign. Really? Aquarius (laughs) is, I swear, I say it on my Instagram all the time. I'm like, Aquarius Mm. is my favorite sign. My favorite people are Aquarians Mm. because it's something you you guys so i'm a water sign i'm a pisces oh i love water but that the, makes sense but the aquarius is the water bearer mm-hmm. so you guys are the most watery air mm-hmm. sign it's so funny that you bring up water because oh well bali is literally surrounded by Clearly. water it's an island but the reason why i got my name is because when my mom was pregnant with me back in 94 she was living in like liberty city and this was like a rough neighborhood in my in miami <laughs> Yes, that's you from the Liberty yes. City. Your mama is, yo, your yes. mama's a goon. Yes, so that's where my fa- that's my family background, Whoa. Liberty City. So yeah, that's why I don't have like that southern draw because like I grew up going back and forth between Miami to see my family and Ozark, where you know no one was really there. But my mom wanted to give us a better you know chance at life. But back in '94, she was working as a waitress at Golden Corral, and she had a friend. <laughs> And her friend walked up to her and she was like, I had a dream that you were standing next to this crystal clear river. And she was like, the water was just flowing. And she was like, Elaine, you should have saw it. It was so crystal clear. And she was like, you were also holding hands with this little girl. And she described the little girl to my mom. And my mom paused, and they both paused, because I think my, her friend wanted to know, like, are you pregnant? No one knew my mom was pregnant at this point. She was still wow. concealing her pregnancy until she was further along. And so my mom like looked at her and she was like, I'm pregnant. And her friend just, like, lost it. And she was like, if it's a girl, I'll name her Crystal. And so I was that little girl standing next to that Crystal Clear River. And my mom tells me my life is meant to flow like that river, like water. And when dams come and obstruct the flow, they'll eventually, you know, go away. And I'll get my flow back. <laughs> Yo, let me tell y'all something about this young woman. Every we, I, I was also going to call this episode uh, Big Goosebump Energy. Because we just met. And it's just so many... This girl is a master manifester. 
I see it. it. Like I just see it. Oh my god, that's I like the biggest it. compliment I've ever. But received. no, but like we gonna we gonna like we not gonna be humble. We're yeah. not. We're not, no. We're not. I don't want to. I can't erase. No, hear me out. I don't want to erase the things that have been coming into your life, like because you know I want people to know this. I want. Yeah. I really want people to know this. Because I'm a master manifester too. Like yeah. <laughs> the shit that be happening for me and to me and yes. because of me yes. is real. Mm. And I I want people to stand in that because mm. when you go from like having faith, because faith has a certain frequency to it, this right? Is true. Belief has a certain frequency this to is it. True. But when you know, are we gonna talk about the knowing? Yeah, tell me about the tell me about the knowing. Tell me about the knowing. Uh, like I, this happened. This manifestation journey, like my spiritual journey, started when I was twenty three. I was completely miserable, and I would just finished. Like I was going through my first breakup, you know, five year, and I was just like, "This is my husband. This is the love of my life." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was miserable, and I thought, okay, when I get my degree, when I graduate with my my first master's, then I'll be happy. Got my degree, walked across the stage. Guess what? I was still not happy. And so that's when I started my spiritual journey. And I started to realize that in order for me to walk from a place of love instead of fear, I was going to have to have wisdom and understanding on like what's really going on internally. So when I realized that I stopped praying for things outside of me, I stopped praying for money. I stopped praying for all these things that I thought would make me happy. And I just pray for wisdom. I prayed and asked God to give me the wisdom and understanding to use the gifts that I already possess. Because just like the tree is already in the seed, the truest expression of who we are is already inside of us. But it takes wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So that's why I know because I prayed and I asked, like, you know, what is the truth? And I ask questions and I want to know. And it's like I'm, I'm willing to ask tough questions. And I'm willing to be slightly uncomfortable because when you realize that it's really not uncomfortable to walk in your truth, it's actually the most liberating experience. It is freedom. Yeah. But living in a place where you know you can't expand, living in a place that's below you or below your vibration, that's uncomfortable. And you know, like, you know it. Like, even with me, I, I'm, I grew up in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, at 10 years old, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be living in Detroit. Exactly. You know. It's like something inside of you is like, this ain't it. This ain't it, fam. And, and it's so, but it's but think about it. Like, yeah. think about it, too, because mm -hmm. we all know people from our high school and middle schools that still, they will never, when I tell you there are people from my high school that will never leave Detroit. My this parents, it took my, it took my dad 70 years to leave Detroit. Oh, wow. And it's nothing wrong. Like yeah. I said, if you are in your space, then mm -hmm. you're in that same vibration. But when you know, we go back to the knowing, when yeah. you know, like, I'm not supposed to be here. And so that was part of my journey when I was in Los Angeles. Yeah. I had everything I could have ever wanted. My dream apartment, my dream career. Your story always, like, blows my mind. Like, I had everything <laughs> I wanted. And something literally was like, no, Ellen, it's not for you anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just like, okay, well, let me go. <laughs> It was that no internal resistance, no like. It was it was it was internal resistance, mm -hmm. but it goes from a whisper. Yeah. You know, you know, I know, you know where I'm know, going. You I already know. know where I'm going. <laughs> it starts off with the whisper, then there's a little tap on your shoulder, like yo, you need to leave. Yes. Then that tap turns into like <laughs> I'm about to knock on this motherfucking door. Then it kicks down the door. Then yes. it's like get your ass out. Exactly. Is that not that is the process? That is a hundred percent. So true. you can listen to the whisper, or you can listen to the to the kick, get your ass out. Exactly. And either way, same result. That get your ass out is going to hurt it a is. lot more than following the whispers. Because you get so uncomfortable in a space that once made you comfortable when you don't move on the first whisper, and it's like now you just you begin to know. And I think a part of that knowing too was because 
I look back on my life and just analyze everything that I've ever overcame, right? Uh-huh. And so you got out alive and everything worked out. And so it was just like, okay, if I know that I'm going to overcome these barriers, why not just walk in that same faith moving forward? Yes. And so it was like that was a part of that knowing too. So, yeah, it was just <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. There's been so many moments where it was just like you heard that whisper, and I honestly just followed my heart, even coming to Bali. Like mm. I saw it in the meditation. We, we got so much to unpack, but I want to <laughs> yeah. go back. I want to stop real quick because this mm. is talking about self-love, and you talked mm. about following your heart. Oh, yes. You talked about following your heart. When we were just – so, again, guys, we just ran into each other on scooters, <laughs> like, 10 minutes before we shot this yes. episode. So, um, you said something. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. And you said this is a question you asked yourself. You said, when did you become afraid of being in love? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You asked yourself that? No, my mom asked me that. Oh, your mom asked you. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah your yeah. mom asked you that. Mm-hmm. Talk, let's just, just go. <laughs> oh I'm going to just God. let you talk. Okay. Ah, oh, man, that's really tough because, like, it's so deep-rooted. And actually, so I do genealogy. So I study my family history, and then I also used to study other people's history as well. And when I was studying my ancestry on my mother's side, I saw so much, like, just a generational thing of just trauma and hurt and being with men and, like, having that man cheat on you or, like, because my great-grandmother had 14 children. She lost three of them. And her husband was cheating and having children with other people in the town. It was just, like, I saw that, and I could feel the hurt that she went through. Mm -hmm. Then she had a daughter, had the same thing. My grandmother actually died because of the abuse that she went through with her husband. And then I see my mom and, like, you know, like, just everything that happened with her and her relationships. And I lost my dad when I was 11. So he was a good father, a very good father. And he taught me how to read and write. And literally, he's my, like, reason for education. And when I watched him die from cancer when I was 11, it was like I became this really kind of, like, just a scared child. Like, this traumatized child. And that was the first instance where I started feeling afraid to love. Because I loved my dad. He was my first love. And it was just like, that's when that trauma started to happen. And so I got in my first relationship coming out of high school. And I attached that relationship to the trauma that I experienced as a child. And so when this person left me, um, before coming to Bali, actually, (laughs) it was like I was traumatized all over again. I was triggered. And so because of that, and I learned very quickly, I'm not one of those people like, oh, let me just try again. When it comes to my business, my, like, education, I will take a risk. I will take big, big risks. But with my heart, that's something, because that's where all my create, creativity flows from. So I'm more protective over my heart. And so I was afraid after that happened because I'm like, okay, I opened myself up to love. I knew this was going to happen because I felt it, but I still allowed myself to go in that direction because maybe because I was still like that traumatized child. I was still operating out of trauma and not love. And so I became afraid after that because I was just like, I'm not going to allow myself to be hurt like that ever again. But then I realized, like, how can I give love if I can't receive it? And so it was just like this internal battle. And then when my partner showed up, (laughs) which was completely, like, random, but when he showed up, he was just honestly unpacking the rest of those, like, residual, like, kind of, like, trauma beliefs about, like, love and relationships. And he brought it all to the forefront so that I could get rid of it. And I appreciate that because on my own, probably couldn't have done it. But no, so I'm going to disagree with you, though. I'm going to disagree. So? I'm going to disagree with you mm-hmm. in a sense, mm-hmm. because we talked about this again 10 mm-hmm. minutes before this episode, because uh, I want to get on self-love. Mm-hmm. And you said it, though. You said that you came here 
on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. On the day, day of, of freaking <laughs> love. Yeah. And you came here because somewhere in your heart, yes or no, like mm-hmm. you knew that this was the first step in you really loving yourself. Yeah, it was. And I saw it. You attracted a partner mm-hmm. only because yeah. you were in love with yourself. I really was. I still am too. Yeah. It was and it took a lot of work. It took a lot of inner work, right? It took me willing to address that trauma because I think like even people being attached to their identity, people also get attached to their own trauma and their own oh, misery. Oh, big time. Right. So big it time. was just like I was like, no, that's not my story. I'm deserving of love. I am a loving person, so why don't I deserve to have that res- like reciprocated? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was just like, yeah, I was, you know, I woke up every day. I had a plan because I'm a very disciplined person. I keep a schedule. Bali was like, uh-uh, none of that. And I wake up every day. I, you know, do fitness. I, like, work out or go walking or something like that. And then I meditate. And then, like, the rest of the day is pretty much, like, whatever it is, whatever Bali has in store for me. And then this guy shows up, and it's just like, then... Then the real growth started. Then it was like, this is what really is going on. And so he was honestly just serving as a mirror, like everyone else in your life. It doesn't have to be a romantic partner. It can be your mother. It could be some stranger on the street. Everybody is reflecting to you. Everybody is God in disguise. They're reflecting to you things about yourself. So even if someone irritates you, that's a reflection of something like maybe that's going on internally. You need to heal. Yeah. uh, That is it. That's the lessons. Like everybody, everything, every situation in my opinion, every every situation, mm-hmm. like even as simple as if you drink some spoiled milk, like anything yeah. is a lesson in it. And your vibration raises the more you, the quicker you identify the lessons in everything. Yes. So even if it's heartbreak, when you understand the lesson in it, if 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 you would have continued to stay in that five year relationship that didn't serve you, mm-hmm. that was keeping you limited, that was stopping you from loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You would have continued to learn that lesson over and over again until yeah. you learn that you need to love yourself. Exactly. And it would became more and more uncomfortable. The whisper would have turned into, like you said, the mm. not. And it would have gotten really, like, who knows what could have happened. Yeah. And I was seeing the patterns of my grandmother and my great-grandmother. I was seeing that, that generational trauma passed down. And a lot of it is just energy, too. You oh, see, yes. and like there's everything's energy, right? <laughs> Everything, right? But like you, even the research, even the science is backing this up. There's literally a whole area of research called gener- intergenerational trauma. I literally just took a course on it. Wow! And so it's just like science is backing up what the spiritual community has known for for decades, for like literally forever. And so it's just like, I like I said, I was willing, and I don't know like what it was inside of me since birth that knew that I was going to be the person to just stop that like I'm, I'm not willing to I'm not willing to live life through a traumatized child yeah. it's too beautiful for that I love mm-hmm. I love your um I love people like you mm-hmm. who are just as analytical as they are spiritual I love that <laughs> I love like I love like analytical empaths <laughs> like I love people that go because I'm all heart like yeah. I, I don't I don't study shit I don't even I was telling people like I'm an intuitive investor like yeah. I just be like hmm, I feel like I need to buy this crypto oh, I love and that. I'll buy it and I won't I will not research and it always works out and it always works out so I'm like on the extreme of mm-hmm. like that but when you're somebody like yourself who manages you got a PhD I'm like I can't even <laughs> I dropped out of the MBA program at FAMU I was like I can't even do it it was a five-year MBA I said I'm gonna a give you a five-year MBA. I dropped out, and I was like, "Child, I just do a little four, because <laughs> I can't, 
I just have to follow yeah. like what's inside of me. So yeah. as somebody like yourself who, because you're you're extremely spiritual, like you yeah. are, <laughs> but you're not like you're not like wearing the 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 persona of a of yeah. a necessarily like oh yeah. I read crystals and <laughs> read just tarot cards and all that. You don't do I, all I, that. Well, if a crystal looks pretty, I'll grab it. Yeah, but it's <laughs> your name being crystal. Yeah, and. So speak to the speak to the girls like you like speak to the analytical empaths like you yeah. like talk about that for a second. <laughs> it's honestly just like been like something like if you love asking questions. I just I've always loved asking questions. I've always honestly I used to get in trouble in school because I was asked like so many questions in class. Literally I had to go stand in a corner because I kept asking questions while the teacher was trying to you know, teach us what she was trying to teach us. And so it was just like, I've always been like the type of person who just wanted to know the truth. And I'm talking about truth with a capital T because I just don't take everything at face value. And even though like I do analyze everything, which is why I'm literally dedicating my whole life to be a research scientist. um, (laughs) I just knew that this was something that, you know, I don't know. Like I just love the truth. I love the truth because it really does set you free as cliche as that sounds. No, I think, too, uh, the other thing, <laughs> the truth does set you free. But I think, too, because my, from my perspective, mm. I look at learning, mm. right? I look at learning in a different sense mm. because I don't, I think we already know everything. We do. We yeah. already, on some level, we as humans, we know everything. Mm. All that's happening is that it's being revealed to us. Mm. Yes. And so when you start raising your awareness and your consciousness, mm-hmm. things just things that you've already known are just being revealed to you. So yeah. it's so it's like when you see something, you're like, oh, I knew that on some level. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's so that's what that's what my that's how I that's how I educate myself because I ain't about to read no books. <laughs> I ain't about to <laughs> I ain't about to sit there and do all But that. all of it is knowledge really. Like a lot of it it's all like you said, it's all just revealed. I think wisdom and the word education actually is Latin and it comes it means to uh, the edu or the E D U means to draw out. And so all education does is really draw out the truth. It draws out something you already know, like you said. So like that's why I appreciate the asking the questions so much because I get the wisdom and like I said I stop praying for physical things I start praying for wisdom to actually manifest and use the gifts that are already inside of me and it's been like that's honestly where my spiritual journey just like took off and the the master manifest <laughs> manifester the as master you say manifester. you know <laughs> what I kind of you know what I pray for like that's good that you said you pray for wisdom what I pray for is ease. I say I want this stuff to come easy. Yeah, I don't. I, love that. I don't want to because I just don't want resistance. Yeah. That that's that's the thing for me. I'm I again, like I say, I'm I'm about to be forty. I'm Which not about still to blows be, my mind. Thank you. You know, I think I, <laughs> I keep so my good. my my spirit young and my soul. My soul is young. Yeah. But uh, but uh, no, I I for me, I was like, I want to remove all resistance. Mm. And so whenever I bump up against something that I resist, my new mantra is if it doesn't excite my soul or bring me peace, I'm not doing it. And I just, I put that into every, every single thing. So if stopping and talking to, to Luke (laughs) and the other people today didn't bring peace, I would have just kept going, you know, but I was like, it's some reason I need to sit here and, and wait and talk to these people. You waited on me. (laughs) And literally I waited on this young woman who I didn't know I was waiting on. I was I was literally like, what was it, one minute from my home? Yeah, you were right around the corner. <laughs> I was one minute from my home, and Crystal rolled up 
on her scooter. And <laughs> oh, I hadn't seen her. I hadn't seen this girl. I met her one time, mm-hmm. hadn't seen her in a month. And then I was thinking about her yesterday and here she pops up. So let's talk about manifestation. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. A, let's really talk about manifestation and some of the things you manifested. And then we'll end on the love you manifested. So Ooh. before we get to the love, <laughs> talk okay. about some other manifestations that are happening. Because you journal. I journal every day. You journal, like her journal, she whipped out her journal. And me and her have a lot in common because as we're talking, if the conversation is so juicy, like we was having the juiciest, it was like five Mm, of us. That conversation was so good. Mm -hmm. Me and her were mid-sentence taking notes. We were like, okay, we're listening, but we are like writing down. Because you don't want to miss, like there's so many things you're like, oh, I don't want to forget that. So many lessons in this thing. So tell us about some of the manifestations that you had since coming to Bali, because if you could talk to yourself from six months ago, eight, a year ago, and what would you tell her? What would you tell that crystal? Like, girl, you need to come to Bali because there's somebody that's listening that needs to leave where they are to get where they need to be. Wow, that's crazy. Like, just thinking of myself a year ago, I was in a very broken place because I just moved to D.C. for the first time. I was getting my um, master's in public health and epidemiology, and I was studying, and I was living my best life. You know, first time away from home, like, I'm this, like, 24-year-old young girl, single now because, you know, <laughs> everything yeah. that happened. I just got up, like, a long-term relationship. So I'm dating, and I'm dating. Like, it's just, it was such a She was ready time. for that whole phase Yes, I was, like, I was so ready. I'm talking about, like, I was, like, you know, dating older men who just wanted to, you know, Let's spend a little money go. on me. And I was, like, okay, this is, like, the life. And then overnight, it was, like, it was gone. And I was so sad because it was just like, man, I finally had everything that I wanted in life. And just like that, it was gone with COVID and the pandemic and everything started shutting down. D.C. was so different. And so I moved out of D.C. I was living with my sister during this time last year. And I was so miserable. I was like talking to people I would never talk to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, I don't know. I just felt like something was coming. And I was like just preparing myself mentally because I always know that like, life is kind of like a circle. Like when you're at the top of the circle, you just kind of like have to use that energy to prepare yourself for the bottom of the circle. And when you're at the bottom, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's always going to come full circle. And so I was preparing myself for the next high. Um, but I don't know, like I was just like, I just knew something was going to happen. And so I joined this entrepreneurship type mastermind, my first mastermind, because I um, got certified as an academic success coach because I was, you know, people kept asking me like, how did you make it from public housing to you know, Yale or like where you are now. And so I was just like, okay, like I'll just help students. I'll coach them. So I got certified and I was doing that. And then they were like, oh, you can turn your your coaching into like an actual virtual business. And I was like, no, I don't know any entrepreneurs, but you know, Les Brown is a guest speaker, so I'll go anyway. (laughs) So I went and this mastermind was so transformative. It was like, they were literally like, you can't serve people unless you know who you are, unless you do the inner work. And so like all that whole mastermind was that. And during that mastermind, I met a coach. We did a visualization. He was like, where do you see yourself? I saw the jungle. I saw bamboo. Okay. And I was like, hmm. I was like, that's strange because I'm, I see myself in a jungle, but I don't know any jungles in the States. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, well, maybe you just got to Google it to see where it is. And so after our coaching call, I Googled it, and Bali showed up. And I was like, where is Bali? What is Bali? And after I like Google Bali and I was in like the more research I did, the more I analyzed this place, it was like the call got stronger and stronger. And so I basically sold everything in my apartment. 
I sublet my apartment. I was like, either I'm going to be in Bali by next year or I'm going to be homeless. Wherever it is, like, I, I just know I had to be there. And so Bali closed their borders the day of my flight. <laughs> my first flight. So I was like, all right, um, you told me to come here. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, if my apartment is gone, like, I don't have a place. And I'm so protective over my space. And I invested a lot of money to get my apartment right. just right. Yeah. And not, not all of it was gone. And so... Bali opened their borders, and I was supposed to go on February, I think, 1st, and then the borders were still closed, so I just moved it to February 14th because my birthday was the weekend before, and I yeah. wanted to spend it with my family. And so, yeah, when I got here, it was, like, the perfect. I met my oh, lifelong wow. friend on the yeah. same flight. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Like, no, but it's dope because you got to spend your birthday with your family. You, mm -hmm. weren't, you, weren't, you weren't supposed to, or you didn't plan to. I didn't plan to. But you were supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I didn't that. plan to. I and like coming to Bali was so like I like I said I didn't know what Bali was or where Bali was. I you hadn't had to come. Yeah, like I've never lived out of the country by myself. Like a solo traveler, like no, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone. I almost didn't tell my my family because I didn't want them to worry or anything. Yeah. I just knew everything was going to be okay once I got here, and I knew that I had to really like take this step if I really wanted to be healed and like you said that self love and cultivate that because. Sometimes a change of self is needed more than a change of environment, but there are certain environments that could really like just, you know, nudge you a little bit. And so I just felt like Bali was that place. And when I got here, everything like manifestations, like literally like everything in my journal, I go back and read my journal. And I'm like, oh, that happened. That happened. I wrote that I wanted to write a best selling book last November. And, and look at happened. you. Yeah. Look March, you. March 20th. It happened. Whoa, <laughs> I want to get to that book in a second as well. <laughs> But it, 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 it is, I really want people to hear what we talk about that knowing. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, you just know everything. You know that isn't the right relationship for you. You mm -hmm. know it. Yeah. You know <laughs> that that city doesn't serve you. You yeah. literally know it. Just know. You know it. <laughs> but we lie to ourselves. Yes. Oh, yes. We, we spend so much time lying to yourselves, and mm. then you wonder why you have anxiety. You wonder why you have uh, uh, depression. You wonder mm. why you have all these things because you're going against what you already know. Low vibration. So it brings on these physical manifestations of things you don't want. Disease. Disease means literally <laughs> is disease. It's not easy. And <laughs> and it's so much resistance. Your mm. your vibration lowers because of the resistance because you're resisting your best self. Yeah. Every time you betray yourself, every mm -hmm. time is every time you betray yourself is an act against self love. Yeah. And you going against what you already know deep yeah. down in your heart and just do what you know you need to do. That's so crazy. I'm smiling because, like, everything you're saying is, like, 100%, like, spot on because I've been trying to get back to Ubu for, like, the past month. <laughs> and last night, I finally just let go. I was supposed to go last night at 8 o'clock. And I let go, and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to plan it. The, the day I'm supposed to go back, I know. It'll just happen that day, and I'll know. So I let go last night. Literally, today, <laughs> this morning, on my way to, like, eat breakfast, mm -hmm. that's when I ran into that's you. That's when you ran into me. And I was like, man, like, it feels so good to let go. Like, Wait, this so could have happened so long ago, but I was resisting so much. So now this is the part I've been wanting to get to. <laughs> okay. Because I want to know as much about Crystal as possible before we get to this next part. Girl, what's keeping you here in Changa? Oh, my God. Because we, so there's there's three main popular parts of Bali. It is mm. Uluwatu, which is in the south. Mm. There's uh, Ubud, which is more central, mm. and it's it's very spiritual. It has yeah. a really good vibration to it. And then Changu is kind of like, you know, it's a little <laughs> LA. lit. LA. It's of a LA. little lit. It's a little <laughs> lit. We will say it's lit. And that's where I live. 
And Crystal was just stuck here in Changu. What has you stuck, friend? <laughs> what's, what's sticking you to Changu? So I met someone. Hey, hey. <laughs> this hey. partner of mine. And um, yeah, it literally happened out of nowhere. I was running ads on Instagram to promote like more book sales and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he saw my ad. And so he clicked on it and was just like, oh, okay, like this man is from Germany. He's no interest probably in reading my book. I don't know why he clicked on it. He never really told me. He just said he uh, felt led to. A 36-year-old white man from <laughs> Germany. Let's get all these details he's together. beautiful. He's a nice-looking guy. I was he, not mad. I was double-tapping. I was like, wait, I can't be t- <laughs> double-tapping on this girl's man's pictures, but go ahead. He's beautiful. And he, he actually was recruited to be a, a model in Germany. And I was like, okay, he, I can see that. He looks it, yes. This man is fine. Both of y'all fine. <laughs> he has like a beautiful soul too so it just like amplifies that like physical like he's just he's he's so amazing but even as fine as he is he didn't look like what you thought your husband was gonna look like you are a no. black girl from <laughs> you know when we talk about the identity yeah yeah it's 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 even put into us that oh i want to have black love mm-hmm. i want to have black babies right like that's put into us yeah and it's beautiful. Black. I'm a, I'm a result of black love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My, both my parents are black. So <laughs> yeah. I am a beneficiary of black love. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, love doesn't have a prefix. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't believe that you can say like, oh, my partner's going to look like this. He's going to be 6'6". Six, six. He's going to be like mm-hmm. dark skin, good teeth. You know, like all of that. And so it's just like when you let go of that package, and that's when I was telling you about Abraham Hicks when she said that and when she was talking about love and relationships, I was like, well, this isn't the package I necessarily wanted. Like, you know, because my ex, my first ex for five years was a white male. And I went through so much. Oh, like, just, really? Yes. And I was like, okay, my next relationship, I'm going to date. That's a curveball. Yes. <laughs> Okay. And that's why I was like, never again. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I need to, you know, I was on the whole black love type thing. But I didn't. No, none of black guys approach me, and so I was like, okay. And in Bali, there's there's only a few, anyway. Yeah. So it's just like okay. And then the one black guy did me. I think he was from Nigeria. This man was literally like almost raped me, and I was just like, okay. Oh no. Yes. Lord, that's yes. a whole other. Exactly. Whoa, you ain't just gonna drop that. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, uh, let me just like stay. Away. So I wasn't dating. I was like, I'm free. This is me. Like, it feels so good to be able to walk in my truth. Because in my first relationship, I always had to hide my identity. I was showing the side of Crystal, the the side of the Aquarius that was more palatable. Like, you know, that was was easier to, yes, yeah. So I was just like. Easier to digest. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let these motherfuckers choke. That is, don't ever be digestible. Let them choke on yes. who on your full the full version of who you are. Yeah, but I cool. thought like if he knew who I really was, like he wouldn't like me. And he told me he was like, "There's a side of you I don't know, isn't it?" And I was like, "Yeah." But with Tony, it's like everything is like I can be all of this. I can be all of this. And so it's just like wow, like I I love this. And he literally like he saw my ad, he clicked on it, he sent me a message because I was like I got to speak with Les Brown. Uh, I think back in Feb on my birthday, February 6th, I spoke with him. Mm-hmm. And so he like messaged me. He was like, hey, how did you get to speak with Les Brown? Like, that's so cool, whatever. And so I told him, I sent him like my affiliate link. And I'm like, okay, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this man was like, why did you send me that? I'm like, because I thought you cared. And so like we talked for maybe like a week or two. And he asked me out on the first date. And we went to see live music and um, the sunset and um, at um, Seminyak Beach. <laughs> And it was a beautiful sunset. 
And while we were walking on the beach, like we saw a goldfish in the ocean. A goldfish? A gold, it was dead, but it was a goldfish. And I was just like, that is so weird. Like he was like, yeah, goldfish don't live in the ocean. I was like, yeah, that is so weird. And so I like, you know, I always think that everything is connected. I'm, I'm like spiritual to a point where it's just like, <laughs> I don't believe in coincidence. I think everything At happens all. for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I Googled like goldfish, like what does that mean? It represents like abundance and prosperity. And so I was like, okay, like this is a good sign. I was like, you know, still kind of weird that it was in the ocean and that it was dead, but I was like, you know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, every day I've been with him. Spent 10 days in Gilly, supposed to be three days. Wow. And now I'm just like, yeah, living here in Chenggu, and he's, I'm trying to get back to Abud, and he's, you know, he doesn't say, like, don't go, like, stop. He's, you know, do it. He's like, you know, if you need to go there, if that makes you feel happy, I'll come visit you on the weekends. It's not that far away. And then I'll just be here. And I, every day, I'll just stay. Wow. <laughs> Crystal, you're a very shiny person. I like, <laughs> and I call people shiny people because they have a light about them. So you just have this light. You're just a shiny person. It's just like a glow. And it is what everybody sees when they meet you. And, and it is beautiful Thank that you. you are doing the work. And you understand the work. You understand the work. You were telling me earlier, too, mm -hmm. that, you know, your healing is meant to heal generations. Yes. That's deep. I have I have work cut out for me, but the beautiful thing about it is I don't have to do it on my like on my own. Yeah. I don't. I have my mother. I have people that God placed in this universe around me and my surroundings that are going to reflect to me different things, different knowledge that I need to know that's already inside of me, like you mm -hmm. said. So I don't have to do it alone. But I will say that when you do start the journey to self love and self awareness, it will become uncomfortable at certain points. But it's so it's it's. I'm trying to think of a word. It's very temporary. Like that uncomfortable feeling is just like as long as you are resisting. But once you let go and once you allow life to flow through you, once you allow life to flow like the Crystal River, everything is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a death that happens. That's why it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's that identity. That identity is oh, dying. Yeah. Yeah. That identity of this is because there's two different identities we have. Mm -hmm. We have the me and mm -hmm. the I. The me is attached to so many different things. I'm, ego. I'm, it's all ego, all <laughs> ego. I'm a CEO. I'm a, yes. I'm a, I'm a district attorney. I'm a, I'm a Instagram influencer. Whatever you right. are, when you drop that identity, you that when you drop that me, yeah. and you get to the I, mm -hmm. then that is what you fall in love with. You yes. fall in love with the eye. Yes. And when you fall in love with the eye, then everybody, yes. <laughs> everything that's meant to love you and reflect mm -hmm. the love that you're giving off, it just appears. Like, yes. it's literally the easiest thing ever. And people have to understand that self-love is the key. It is. When you do things that literally fascinate you. Yeah. You're fascinated by, like, okay, what would my life be like if I wrote a book yeah. and moved to Bali? <laughs> What was my life? You're fa you were fascinated yeah. by that idea of mm -hmm. that idea, Crystal. Yeah, I, I saw her. I saw, literally when I yeah. was having that manifestation, I saw her. She was laughing with someone. She was living in like this bamboo, and I was like, "Oh, she looks so happy." And you was writing to her in yeah. your journal. You were like, writing. "Hey, girl, what are we doing today? Yes. We got this man <laughs> that's that is close to God and and yes, is and about has, his yes. yeah." He has a beautiful ministry. He's a mind like he literally talks about mindfulness and just like respecting like where you are, like be where your feet are. Because the power, like the now, is so powerful. Like that's where all the beauty is. That's where all your power is. It's when you're present. 
the now is the most powerful thing that we have. And so I'm so used to having a five-year, 10-year plan, and I got the ball in there. It's like, you know what, just chill out for a second. I'm like, but no, be. but I got to get my next degree. I got to mm-hmm. be. I was so attached to the degrees and like all this. And people were like, oh, I'm so proud of you. But deep down, I knew there was something missing. I was not whole. I was not healed. And so when I before I met my partner, um, which I'm just going to say, he's probably a life partner. We're going <laughs> to claim it. It's already. Y'all stuck. Y'all are together forever. Pretty much. <laughs> But when I met him, I was already, like, I was exploring every day. I was already practicing self-love. Like, I take myself to get my nails done. I mean, it's like $5 here versus, like, $30 <laughs> in the U.S. Right. Getting pedicures right. Every, every other day. <laughs> right. Child, this, this toe, I just want to get it done again. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, you know what? I was, I was okay, and I, I'm still okay. And so I think that's what's so beautiful because I don't have to compromise any side of my identity. And that's what's so beautiful about having a love that is pure and, like, you honestly, it starts with you because wow. I can't expect that from my partner if I'm not that, you know, because wow. you don't get in life what you want. You get in life what you are. And so when I know when people start manifesting, they're like, oh, I want this. I desire this. But mm-hmm. you are nowhere near this what you want. So you're not going to attract that, you know. And you don't even know. I'm about to, not about to make this a long thing. But like, <laughs> I, I've been asking people a lot, like, what do you want? That's the, mm-hmm. that's the hardest question. When I ask people, like, no, what do you really want? And a lot of times people want what they think they want mm-hmm. they say i look on instagram i see a six-pack oh i want a six-pack mm-hmm. oh you see a range range rover like my favorite car is a g-wagon you know that mercedes-benz g-wagon no it's like this big masculine oh sexy God. ass <laughs> truck it is the dopest car ever and i want it so mm-hmm. bad and i had to think about it i said i don't want we don't want these things we want how we think they'll make us feel. So when you start (laughs) thinking about that feeling like, okay, what, what do I want to feel like? I want to feel powerful. I want to feel strong or I want to feel beautiful. I want to feel loved. Then be grateful for that emotion. Be grateful for that feeling. And then you will start attracting those things. Don't, don't put it on the material item. Put it on the, yeah start attracting it's true it's true you really do because the emotion is energy plus motion so you focus on the energy and I think the beautiful thing about uh, manifesting is just like you actually realize that you have the power to manifest that emotion and then your body just kind of like reflects that back because it doesn't know Mm -hmm. so you focus on like you get what you focus on so it's very important that you don't focus on what you don't want yeah. Focus on what you want. It's it's literally should be called the law of attention. It, it shouldn't be called the law of attraction because what you would you better coin that. I'm about to you put it. <laughs> hey hey hey! But yeah, Next Abraham Hicks. Listen, that's my girl. That's my birthday twin. But that's what I'm saying. It should re- be called law of attention because if your attention is on fear, oh, I can't move to Bali. I can't let everything go. I got a car note. I got you can't bring you gonna you gonna bring a car to Bali. Exactly. You gonna bring you gonna bring your car to Bali. You're going to bring that dream car. My dream car is G-Wagon. I'm not going to bring no G-Wagon mm-hmm. to Bali. And you get attached to it. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring that that dream apartment or that, that four-bedroom house to Bali? No. Right. You got to let it go. Mm-hmm. And when you let it go and you follow what you know and you go for what you want, what you truly want, mm-hmm. the universe is so ready to give it back to you. You only been here three months? Not even three, three months? Yeah, not even. Not even three months? And you done found the love of your life? <laughs> you done best-selling book? You done... Glowing out here, you oh found happiness. You have not been out here ninety days, my guy. No, 
Get out of here. I'm about to end this podcast it, as we bring this to a close because this is y'all not y'all are not trying to hear what we are saying. They, Chris, today is not trying to hear it's us. It's true. It's real. All of this is real. They, it's so real, but they're not trying to hear. I'm not. I'm closing this podcast down. So as we come to a close, because I really love this conversation. Me too. Um, tell us about this book and tell us where they can find it. Tell us where they can find you. And I really, I really love how you manifested this interview because we talked about that. Yeah, we did. So just I know. tell them that as we, close it, as we close it out and let's go. Okay, so my book, Various Fast, is called Crystal Clear, A Journey of Self-Discovery from Public Housing to Ivy League. And it basically just highlights my academic journey from where I started in rural Alabama to where I am now at Yale. And um, I stopped uh, at Yale, so I don't talk about my Bali experience, but that may be a second book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find it on Amazon, or you can reach me on Instagram, um, and then the link is in my bio. My handle is ChrisStyle13. It's so elementary. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I made it when I was in high school. I need to change it, but it's C-R-I-S-S underscore S-T- uh, Y-L-E-1-3, and so the link is in my bio there. And I did say that I wanted to do more interviews and more podcasts, uh, specifically podcasts, because I really love the how it's just like it's so natural. It's a conversation, right? And yeah. it's so beautiful, and I learned so much from it. And so I was like, you know, telling my partner last night, I was like, you know, I can see myself on interviews, like, you know. And I was like, I feel it. Like, I just feel this like an interview. And he was like, you can do it, baby. And he gave me like a little fist bump. And so like I ran into Elton and we were talking and he was like, you know what, let's do an interview right now. And I'm like, right now? He's like, yeah. And so I just realized, because I stopped resisting last night and I realized that everything was in divine order. And so this interview was a manifestation. This is... Her, she's a master manifest. She's a madam, a madam manifestation. That's what your new Instagram name. And yeah, I think, like I said, someone is always manifesting you. And I know that I manifested you for this moment. And I know that whoever listens to this episode, because this is a powerful episode. This is a. This something is in this episode. I hope yeah. you guys are getting the codes because she is dropping. I got a lot from you. I'm just like <laughs> in this episode. We are vibing. This is my Aquarius. I told you Aquarius is my favorite sign. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we had a good time here, and you know, cheers to the weekend. Yes. All right, catch you guys on the next episode of the Detroit Chopra Podcast and manifest something good in your life. Peace out.